Hey friends, welcome back to this week's episode of Ask Pastor. If it's your first time tuning in, this is our bi-weekly podcast where we take your submitted questions and we bring them to Pastor Marco. We get his insight and his wisdom. It has been such an incredibly fun series and you guys have had such great questions to bring to him. So we wanna thank you for that. This week, we're gonna be tackling some things like social media and calling, but more specifically, what to do in a world where it seems like there is so much noise, there is so much going on, and especially now with social media, we're more connected than we ever have been. And we're gonna find out if it's the best thing for us, if it's the worst thing for us, and how do we actually navigate that as Christians where our goal is to bring the gospel, the good news of Jesus into all of the world. I hope you're ready. Let's get into it. Yeah, we're six episodes in. How you feeling? This is fun. I'm having fun. Yeah. 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 It's awesome. I love watching them. Yeah. And I love how you just you're you're so methodical in how you think and how you phrase every every word that you say. Hey, I hope it's helpful. Yeah, no, it's extremely <laughs> helpful. I, we wanted to try something a little different. It's called rapid fire, so we're gonna give you about six questions okay. and you just give us your insight. Longer worship set or longer message? Oh, I'm a preacher. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a preacher all day. Yeah. Uh, fast food or home cooked meal? Uh, home cooked. My wife or my mom. Okay, okay. All day. Yo, your mom's wings oh, are my, fire. My mom. But my wife could, could throw yeah, it she, down too. So. <laughs> a good movie or a good song? A uh, movie all day. Movie? I'm a movie guy. Yeah, movie too, huh? is a spiritual experience for me. Yeah. What's your favorite movie? Godfather. Godfather? Well, yes. okay. Okay. Read a book or listen to an audiobook podcast? Read. Read. I, I like to book my hand. Yeah. Highlight it, feel it. Smell it. It may sound crazy, but I like a new book. It has a smell, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Best meal of the day? Breakfast. Okay. I didn't didn't expect that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I didn't expect that. Love breakfast. Okay. Nothing like eggs, toast, bacon. Hello. Okay. LeBron or MJ? MJ all day. All day? All day. Not even a question. MJ is the GOAT. (laughs) Yeah, he is. He's had the culture for fast-paced basketball. I love it. All right. So let's jump in. We got um, a few topics. First one is around social media. It's so easy to get caught up in the noise of culture and the content that's out there. How do you stand grounded grounded when it's so easy to fear or freak out? I think it's important that you gotta have a rule of life. Okay. Um, I talked about this when I did the talk, uh, developing holy habits. Uh, The rule of life is something that the church fathers talked a lot about that you know, you are a triune being, mm-hmm. right? You have a mind, body, and soul. You just preached on this. Mm-hmm. Great job, by the way. Thanks, sir. Um, therefore, you need to have disciplines mm-hmm. for each part of your life. And I think more than ever, we need a rule of life for technology. Mm-hmm. Um, watch the intake of it, you know, set time limits. Yeah. You know, uh, less is more. Like, Fast. figure out what you're gonna allow to come into your life. Mm-hmm. Uh, what voices, noises. Like, I'll talk about this this Sunday and we'll do a message on discernment. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, blesses the man who does not. Like, there's some things you don't do. Yeah. There's some places you don't go, including certain sites, certain platforms. Yeah. So I think you have to have a rule of life. You have to ask the Holy Spirit to, dis- to help you discern that. Mm-hmm. And, and also, if you're really serious about your soul, um, allow con- accountability in. You know, who can check in with you yeah, about your intake? Uh, when you set a limit, are you keeping it? Yeah. You know? Um, so I think it's a, it really is more than ever... We need a rule of life for every area of life, including mm-hmm. social media. Uh-huh. You know, yeah. um, we know you encourage us to avoid social media if possible. How do you stay informed with national news and global events? I actually, uh, I, so I have zero social media, right? 
but I do uh, read daily the top stories. Mm. It's one of my favorite things about the the phone is mm. that I have top stories that I check on every single day because mm. I want to know what's going on in the world. I want to stay current. Um, I want to be able to speak into the things that's happening. Um, so they, I value the, the the top stories. I value listening to uh, different outlets so that I'm not getting just the same one. Mm. That's something that I would highly encourage people to do. Like, don't just buy into one narrative. Mm. You know, for example, like I'll watch the news, but I'll watch the news go into different outlets. Mm. So I'll listen to Fox for a little bit, and then I'll go to CNN. Yeah. Uh, and then you find the truth somewhere in the middle. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'll listen to MSNBC. I'll listen to ABC News. Mm. So I try to broaden my perspective because I know that each one is slanted. Yeah. Um, and if, I, if I'm serious about truth, then I need to do that. So on that, because then you go on YouTube, there's algorithms, right? Yeah. That tries to feed a certain narrative. Yes. So you have to discern that. And you have to be honest with yourself to say, like, am I really trying to be well-grounded yeah. in what I'm intaking? But yeah, I stay. I, I definitely stay current. I don't have to have social media to stay current. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. I just have to find out other ways. And for me, it's stop stories and trying to watch the news from different perspectives. And where do you feel like social media is going to take us in the next five years? Uh, I think I think we're going to see a crazy ramification of what we sown uh, in these years of being so divisive mm-hmm. and being so jaded, cynical, skeptical um, that. Unfortunately, I think all of that is a reaping season for all of that stuff. Yeah. Uh, I hate to say this, but I'm becoming more and more pessimistic mm. when it comes to social media. I'm not. I'm optimistic when it comes to the gospel and the power yeah. of it. Yeah. I'm pessimistic because social media um, has really brought an ugly side of humanity yeah. that is not rooted in the gospel. It's not rooted in self-control. Mm. That um, I hope and pray that we have uh, some type of cultural revival mm. where we go back to talking, yeah. where we go back to have conversations like yeah. this. We can go back to really listening mm-hmm. to each other and value each other's opinions even when I don't agree, Yeah, you know? Uh, because we've lost the art of just communication, period. Yeah, it's funny because social media was meant to do that, right? Bring <laughs> yeah. us together, help us communicate. Uh, but no, it brought an ugly side to us uh, that I hope and pray that in five years, we we almost like digress. Mm-hmm. Just go back to just talking with people. Yeah. But I don't I don't know if that's where we're going. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, there's like a really strong pull towards detachment between other people, other thinkers. Like it's my way or my way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we just saw that right uh, with this Oscar situation where um, someone says a joke and I don't like it, so I'm gonna respond violently. Mm-hmm. That's scary. Yeah. Because Nice. So now we give a whole generation permission to to act in violence if I don't agree with something. Mm. We're already violent with our words. Yeah. Now we're like physically violent. Yeah. We have a whole generation that's angry and social media is feel the fire yeah. of anger, of detachment, of isolation. Um, again, I don't want to sound, you know, voice of doom because we believe in the gospel, we yeah, believe in hope. You know, but I think hope comes when we all wake up to the reality that we're all added to the noise mm. by being on this platform that's not really bringing us together wow. you know and what's your take on speaking of social media what's your take on virtual reality is there an opportunity there or is that is there something to be weird or well that's the thing right i think every every technology comes with opportunities but 
the heart of man is deceitful above all things. Yeah. That's always going to be the the wild factor is, is is our motives, is our intentions. You know, every technology is meant to edify, but with the wrong perspective, it, it's going to destroy it. Mm-hmm. I'm still fascinated that, you know, here we are in the middle of a war, right? And the same minds that created the phone, it's the same minds that created bombs, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think with anything, it's going to be good and bad, depending on the heart of man. Behind the technology, there's people, yeah. you know what I mean? So again, it's not like, I don't believe social media is evil. It's the problem is, it's the heart of man is evil. So whenever you give it more room, they, we're gonna create more weird, evil things to do with it mm. if we're not coming from a place of redemption and healing. So when you say that, I'm like, yeah, yeah, it could bring probably a lot of good things, but what other evil, weird things are gonna bring attached to it because the heart of man is deceitful above all things, you know? Yeah. So another question we got, it seems everyone's addicted to something, especially their phones. What is a healthy way to navigate technology and social media? Again, you have to create rule of life. You have to set boundaries. You have to be honest about what it's doing to you. You know, a lot of times we wait until we have a problem to try to fix it. So why not anticipate it? Why not already put things in place? Like I left social media because uh, I didn't feel like I had a problem. I feel like I'm anticipating something, you know? Um, Really though, I really, I didn't feel like, oh man, I'm addicted to it. It's more like, man, I feel like there's a, a toxic feel around it. I can't put my words on it. And I missed it in a sense where I used it to spread the gospel, you know, to encourage people. And it's not to say that I'll never go back to it, but it's been almost a year and I don't miss it at all. Uh, It's not adding any value to my life. You know, I'm still preaching the gospel. I'm still trying to help people. Um, So I think you have to ask the honest question, what is this doing to me? You know. What is this adding to my life? You know, how's my soul? Do yeah. I feel more peace or do I feel more anxious, worried, fearful, you know, uh, addicted, uh, jealous, envy? You know, all those things yeah. come from somewhere, yeah. you know, and it usually comes from what we're feeding ourselves. Uh-huh. You know, like you talked about, you know, you want to do better job of feeding yourself physically. Mm-hmm. Well, it's the same thing yeah. emotionally, spiritually. Social media is, is feeding something. Yeah. So you have to be honest with yourself and say, what what's, what is that feeding? And do I like what it's feeding? What it's feeding and the outcome of it. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Because a lot of times people say, I don't have a problem. It's like, yeah, but you seem angry. Yeah. <laughs> you seem yeah. always on edge. You mm-hmm. seem always worried. Or you seem always jaded. Yeah. It's like, pay attention because it's, it's doing something yeah. to you. You know, so definitely have a rule of life for it. And, you know, I would encourage you just take a Sabbath once yeah. a week. Yeah. Just 24 hours. You know, I'm trying to teach that to my own kids. Mm-hmm. You know, we have this thing now. It's, you know, free phone Wednesdays. You know, it's like 24 hours of like, hey, turn in your phones. Yeah, you know what I mean? We're awesome. just going to be um, and just see what it does to you. Because I think it, we need it. Wow. You know? And do you feel like over time it's going to get easier to kind of pinpoint like there is an addiction towards our phones? Easier if you are doing the soul work. Mm-hmm. If not, you're not going to recognize it. You're just going with the flow. Mm. And I think that's, unfortunately, most people are just not doing the soul work or asking those tough questions. Yeah. We're just going with the flow. We're just mm-hmm. waking up, picking it up, and just going about our day without asking, what is this doing to me? Yeah. You know, um, because the worst thing about someone 
who has an addiction is them not recognizing it because mm-hmm. they'll say I don't have a problem yeah you know I can quit I whenever control, I want to you know? you know and that's when you know you got a problem yeah. and I think for a lot of people because uh, I saw it in me like it's funny because I, I you know quitting social media you, you find yourself still scrolling trying to find something <laughs> still it's like, scrolling, what am I doing yeah. what am I doing it's like the all the ghost you know buzz <laughs> yeah. you know, and you're, and you're like not the buzzer, <laughs> yeah. you know. So think about that, like that. What's doing to our psyche? Yeah. Where it's like now nah, I feel the need to scroll, but it's like I have no social media, yeah. Yeah. you know. So it's it crazy. is definitely doing something to us. Uh, but and we were not, we weren't created to have this thing in our hands, in our minds, at all times. Yeah. And it's sad because it's taken away from time of reflecting, meditating, conversation. Yeah. You know uh, that it's a shame that. A good thing, a good tool could become Excellent. something else. Excellent. Yeah. That's pretty convicting because I can watch someone have a conversation and not have that have a conversation. It'd be easier to watch someone else have that conversation that I should be having with someone else. Right. It's yeah. crazy. And, and the worst thing is is to have that person in your vicinity, but you guys are literally on <laughs> yeah. the phone. Yep. And you miss that opportunity to have an actual conversation. You know, or walk away, then text the person. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I've done that too many times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sad. All right, so we're going to do like a, a quick shift. How do you discern the will of God and what is God's timeline on events? It's a very good question. You know, I'm actually going to talk about uh, discernment this Sunday because I really feel like it's one of the greatest needs of our day. And discernment is a gift of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. You know, that I think we need to be asking more discernment from the Holy Spirit more than ever. Yeah. There's so many voices. Um, there's so many outlets that I need to really zero in on the Holy Spirit to hear God's heart. And the way that you gain discernment um, is by doing what Jesus said to do. Jesus said, you got to abide in me. And if you abide in me, my words abide in you, then you're going to produce much fruit. Um so the sermon doesn't come over time. It comes, doesn't come overnight. It comes over time, mm-hmm. right? That I'm creating this process where I'm learning to really own in on the presence of God, so I can hear His voice, so I can hear His wisdom and His leadership and His guidance. So that comes with really sitting with God, open up His Word, allowing His Word to really take root in me, because through that the Holy Spirit begins to trust you. Mm. with more yeah. of his wisdom and more of his guidance and more of his place and yeah. where he's leading you. Yeah. And also, it's it's also learning to to trust healthy, godly voices that can, yeah. can help you discern mm-hmm. through the voice of God. Like, for example, uh, in Samuel, Eli um, is mentoring Samuel, right? Mm-hmm. He's young. Samuel had never heard the voice of God. So when he, when the Holy Spirit was trying to speak to him, he thought it was Eli. Yeah. So he goes to Eli three times. But the beauty of that is Eli knew enough to say, this is God. Mm-hmm. So go back. When you hear that voice again, say, speak, Lord, I'm listening. Mm-hmm. So it's important to have that godly influence that can help you steer you in the right direction to say, hey, what do you think? Yeah. Is this God? Do you think I'm hearing from God here? Yeah. You know, that takes humility. Yeah. That takes teachability. To say, hey, I don't know everything, mm-hmm. so I should have one or two godly voices that I can go to to help me. Because I said earlier, their heart is deceitful above all things. Mm-hmm. I could 
want to do something on my own strength. Yeah. But it's important to have godly wisdom to go to. So anytime I need to make a big decision, I obviously I pray, I read my Bible, but I will I will go to Pastor Steve, yeah. you know, uh, as my godly mentor and spiritual leader to say, hey, what do you think? You think I'm hearing from God here? Yeah. You know, and that always helps through the process of discerning what is the, the will of God. Yeah, that's all good. You know? Yeah, because even just like thinking through it myself, like we're, I just read that we're getting hit by more than 10,000 marketing messages a day. Yeah. And like trying to hear the voice of God with all this, like being bombarded in your face, being like, I have, I feel like something's there, but it could have been just a ba da ba ba ba. I'm loving it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> voice. But let me go to someone who's godly and bring yeah. that up. Yeah, we need perspective, we need wisdom, because we can lie to ourselves too. Yeah, you know what I mean? Facts. If I want to do something bad enough, I'm going to convince <laughs> yeah. myself oh, yeah. that that's God. You know, we might experience a pastor. You know, usually people hear God when they get offended. <laughs> you know, they want to leave the church. And or because sad. they got, or because they got discipline and they mm -hmm. can't handle it. Yeah, you know, uh, and, and they miss, that scripture says, he disciplines those he loves. Mm -hmm. You know, that review, correct? It's all part of the journey. If I can't handle that, then I can't handle the voice of God. You know what I mean? God could be saying, I'm disciplining you, but you're not even receiving discipline. <laughs> yeah. So it takes maturity, it takes yeah, it humility does. and teachability to say, you know what? Even though this might hurt, but this is how God works sometimes. And a lot of times God works through our pain. Yeah. For paying attention, right? C.S. Lewis says that's his megaphone. He gets yeah. our attention through pain. Yeah. But you might be in a painful situation and try to escape it, not realizing that God wants you to go through this if you're not discerning it, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, so. Good. What advice would you give to someone who feels called to serve but is scared of doing so because it is a serious commitment and fears judgment or failure? Well, if you've been around us, I always say that we are all a work in progress. Yeah. No one has arrived. Mm -hmm. So no one is expected to be perfect. Uh, perfection is an illusion. That's right. Uh, progress is the point you know so I would hate for anyone to miss out on what God has for them because of unhealthy fears of rejection or failure my greatest fear in life is to not reach my full potential mm -hmm. so I believe that's a lot of unhealthy fears that I'm hearing mm -hmm. there because the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom right uh, fear God and do what you will mm -hmm. right I've talked about this if you really love that. Jesus you love his will and purpose, then you're going to jump to the opportunity of serving because uh, how do you know you're actually loving Jesus? It's by serving people. Yeah. It's by serving others. Jesus said, if you love me, obey my commandments. So to me, it's like if you are allowing the fear of failure of man to keep you from that, then that's an unhealthy fear yeah. that you need to overcome. Mm -hmm. So I would say it's impossible to, to not do the will of God a little bit scared. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's an, always an element of fear that comes with faith. Mm -hmm. I think if we were to interview any of the guys in the Bible or women, they would say there was always an element of fear there. Yeah. But you cannot allow the fear to paralyze you from your faith. Yeah. What is faith? It's trust. Mm -hmm. Hey, God, I'm going to take a chance here. I'm going to trust that you're going to meet me there, mm -hmm. you know, by joining this team or by jumping on this opportunity to serve you. Yeah. And then just trust that God is going to equip you to continue to do that over and over again. Yeah. You know? yeah. But I would hate to see someone miss out because of unhealthy fears. Yeah. Yeah. And one thing you highlighted when I first came to Rhode Island is that the Bible says, do not fear, or that frame of thought, 365 times in the Bible. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah. One for every day of the week. Yeah. <laughs> Man, it's awesome. 
So we have a pretty, pretty heavy question. I had a family member recently commit suicide. It wasn't their first or second attempt. I have heard various schools of thought related to what happens when someone commits suicide. Are they lost in limbo, heaven, hell, etc.? What are your thoughts? Well, first of all, uh, when it comes to heaven or hell, I always say that God has a final say in everyone's life. Uh, it doesn't matter how we think, you know, God has the final say. He said, he said that, like, I'm the judge. Yeah. You know, he's the ultimate judge when it comes to heaven or hell. Um, when it comes to suicide, I, I really believe that it's not one size fits all. You know, God judges us individually. Yeah. He knows each individual. Even in the book of Romans, he talks about, like, even those who never met Jesus, God has them in a, in a certain category. In other words, like, he judges them according to what they know. Mm. Um, so I would say it's not never one size fits all because God takes into account each individual, their mindset. It could be mental illness there. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I never like to say for a fact because I don't know. That's God's place. Mm -hmm. But I do trust God's mercy. I do trust God's love. I do trust God's justice. Yeah. And God would not do something that's unjust or unfair to another human being if that person was under the influence of some type of mental illness yeah. or whatever it is that was, you know, that led them to that place. Mm -hmm. But I would say that when it comes to heaven or hell, which by the way, there's no, we don't have any reference in scriptures about limbo. Mm -hmm. um, the closest thing to that is Jesus talks about Abraham's bosom, which is like the waiting place before uh, the full heaven. Mm -hmm. But even that in itself is like heaven. You mm -hmm. know, it's like almost like, it's like when you go to the doctors, you know, you're kind of waiting yeah, to yeah. go in, but you're still in the doctor's awesome. office. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. the closest thing we know to limbo yeah. um, in scriptures. Um, it's, so it's either heaven or hell, you know. But again, only God has the final say in a human being's life. You know? So I trust that he is loving, graceful, merciful, and that he knows each person in ways that none of us do. I, you probably heard the story. It's been on the news. Um, the young boy who, who um, flew off the, the roller coaster. Um, mm -hmm. How do you kind of help people through that kind of circumstance? Yeah, it's a terrible thing. Um, like we talked about, I think we talked about this in the last episode, or I can't remember if it was the one before that, about the problem of evil, right? And, mm -hmm. and why do bad things happen? Um, we don't really have a full answer for that, you know, because mm -hmm. it's like, that makes absolutely no sense. It feels, yeah. so, it feels so random and so, so horrible, horrific, yeah. you know, but what gives me hope is that once again, that, that God is with us through every tragedy, situation and circumstance we find ourselves in, and that we are not home yet. We're passing through. And in this world, Jesus said, we're going to have troubles and we're going to have headaches and we're going to have tragedies. Mm -hmm. uh, but he says, I've overcome the world, so will you. So that's where our faith really uh, takes on a, a, a very important part in our lives where we have perspective that's beyond this life. Because a lot of what's happening in this life will make no sense. Mm -hmm. Just like, just from a natural standpoint, Jesus going to the cross as a innocent man makes absolutely no sense yeah. it's like if you're looking at it from just for a natural standpoint it's like it's, that's yeah. horrible how can an innocent man be crucified mm -hmm. um, but God had much better plans and more uh, eternal perspective than we have mm -hmm. 
that. So on this side of life, we're going to see things from our end. But but I trust that God has an eternal perspective, mm-hmm. that he has a redemptive standpoint on things. Again, not easy to, to go through it. Yeah. But I really believe that the Christian faith gives us a hope that's beyond this life. That a lot of other, I don't know, religions doesn't really offer that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, thank you for that perspective because, you know, it's, it's hard to read this story or read this question and hear that story and kind of be like, how to bring it all together and like, yeah. why does this, how does this make sense? It doesn't, honestly, um, it doesn't. Uh, when you think about all the horrific things that happen in the world, it doesn't, you know, but again, uh, we have a faith that speaks beyond just the moment. Mm-hmm. That's why I would, uh, let me just give a shameful plug, but we have this movie uh, slash documentary coming up, Case for Heaven. Yeah. I would highly encourage people to come because uh, here's someone like Lee Strobel and many other scholars who are gonna talk about the evidence for, for heaven, not just from just wishful thinking or just because we read the Bible, but because we have proof mm-hmm. beyond just saying that there's a heaven, but like yeah. we have reasons to believe yeah. uh, in, a, in a life after, yeah. you know. You know, N.T. Wright says it, it's life after life after death, you know, <laughs> that, in other words, this is a continuation yeah. of, of what we start here with, with Jesus as the Lord and Savior of our lives. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I feel like I don't really have the adequate understanding of it. Uh, that's why I lean on a lot of scholars yeah. who can really put flesh and blood in terms and, and uh, thoughts better than I can. Yeah. Uh, so this this movie for me would be another step in the right direction of kind of helping us build up a faith that gives us strong evidence for why we believe the things we believe, even even in spite of all the evil that we see. Mm. You know, So yeah. Case for Heaven, Saturday, April 9th, 4 p.m. It's actually my birthday. You know, <laughs> great way to come celebrate <laughs> my birthday. Just come to the movie. Yeah. Uh, I really believe it's going to be powerful. Yeah. And if anyone feels like I can't do it because of finances. Just show up, like we will let you come in. I just want to say this too, because again, we are just hosting it. We don't put prices on this stuff, uh, but the movie industry is very difficult for Christians to get in. Yeah. So they allow us to screen these movies so that more people can see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but the price is just to help produce more movies yeah. that's what it is you know? yeah. but we don't make any money from it just want to make that clear yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> thank you <laughs> yeah. disclaimer yeah um, oh but thank you pastor again this is always awesome I always learn yeah you know, it's cool that we get to bring more people into conversations like this so yeah. thank and, you and I learned too through the through the questions you know mm-hmm. because every question makes me sit with and, and, and do a little digging and, and ask uh, the Holy Spirit how do we try to help our people navigate through all the stuff. So it's a win-win, you know? So as always, friends, we hope that you enjoyed this episode of Ask Pastor. If you have a question that you want to submit, you can do it a couple different ways. You can direct message us on Instagram or on Facebook. If you're watching on YouTube, you can leave a comment right below on this video. But my personal favorite way to do it is by downloading our New Life South Coast app. And under the Ask Pastor tab, you can actually submit a question with the form right at the top. You just fill out your information, your question, hit submit, and then we're gonna add that into our question rotation. But as always, we love you guys so much. Thank you again for tuning in and we'll see you next time.